1: all right, we do a podcast.
0: It is a... Bu- Finally, we've got a nice day. It's a Tuesday. So we're going to bring you a nice podcast.
1: Al. How are you? Oh, hi, Jerry. Jerry, I went to my mailbox here at WFAN, which I rarely do because there's normally just terrible books in it, like and people, people who have written books. I can't imagine that there was a meeting where someone pitched a book idea, a book company was interested in it, it actually got written and published. Yeah. But I got here, Jerry, a card from one Nicole. Yeah, I'm kind of jealous. I didn't get one. Nicole Soletti, Jerry. She's a big time a fan of ours. Uh, she listens. She's on the Twitter, and it's uh, the card says hello on the front, okay. and it's actually it's uh, raised. It's a raised printing. It's almost like uh, it was made out of like um, paper clips. Okay, and it says Al Hughes. You're going to read by, the card. This, by the way, was uh, sent on July 10th, and I just got it today. Oh, hi there. Sending you anniversary wishes for living in your Bradley Beach condo uh. for one whole year. <laughs> <laughs> Take full advantage of living on the beach. I strive to live down there one day myself. I know I don't have to say this, but I love you and Jerry, Gio, Boomer, the Eddie Scazzeri, CeeLo, and Big Zoo. Looking forward to the boat party. All the best, Nicole Saletti. That's very nice. That's really nice. That is very nice. And by the way, the fact that it got here within 10 days, not terrible. Not terrible. You know, I would take that. And she sent it to uh, the Ford Tough Studios.
0: Wow. At WFAN.
1: Wow. And the warm-up show. Look at that. She's putting some sponsors on the front of the envelope. And she sent the Forever Stamp. Are you familiar with the Forever Stamp? Yeah, that's all I have. I don't think they sell anything else. What is a forever stamp? Right, exactly. It means it, it, it's good no matter... It's good no matter when you use it. Like, I could buy thousands of them Correct. now. Correct, and you could
0: use it, theoretically, in 2035, Just regardless throw it of... on there. Because I think it's stamped now. I could be
1: wrong. I think it's stamps over 50 cents now. I think it went to 52 cents. I was behind an older gentleman at the um, post office the holding other day. Holding his hips. Thrusting. I was not holding his hips or oh. thrusting on him, Jerry. <laughs> Quite the visual you had, though. <laughs> And uh, he was buying a book of stamps. Yeah. And uh, he was asking what kind they had. Maybe he's a stamp collector. Could be.
0: Very possible. My father-in-law, who sadly passed away in October, um, collected stamps when he was a kid. And we came across some of them. The problem was he didn't keep them properly, and they're not in great shape. But I'll tell you, some of them were old. Like, it would have been neat. Might have been able to do something with them.
1: Remember the very the most the popular stamp that I recall growing up was there was an Elvis Presley stamp. Okay, and it was like very popular when it came out. Hmm. Did you did your parents save some of them? I I know I bought some Elvis uh, stamps. I think my grandmother bought me a sheet of Elvis stamps. I, I bet I have them somewhere. Maybe you used
0: them to send the letters to the girl who you were about to get married to that wanted that you broke it off. Who's this now? The girl you broke off the engagement with. Angie? Maybe. Or maybe the girl on the boat. That was also <laughs> Angie. Time out. The girl on the boat that threatened to leave you at every port was the girl you were engaged
1: to? That's right, Jerry. Shut up. Well, aren't you glad to see it was only I only had that one small problem? <laughs> I I actually thought it was two different women. No. Same uh, after a same week woman.
0: like that, you actually bought a ring yes twice
1: wow i bought the ring twice so what happened the first time you thought better of it and returned it well the first time we weren't actually still dating when i bought the ring okay and i said why'd you buy the ring because i uh, to get her back yeah to get her back did you use the ring to get her back yeah it didn't work oh at the time okay but that guy i when i went to the jeweler's I went to Ford Jewelers on in Woodbridge, Main right? Street in Woodbridge. Yeah. yeah, and I said to the guy, "Look, it's a bit of a de- this is a bit of a desperate plea. <laughs> so, what's your return policy?" And he was very nice, very professional there. I recommend that place. Right. So this yes. was, you know, this is going back 2000 and this might have been 2006. Sure. 2000. Uh, we stopped
0: at Ford Jewelers about four years ago. Yeah. Before a uh, travel
1: baseball game, because we've I've heard them a million times on the station. That's funny. And the guy was very nice. He said, um, "He said, uh, listen, do you. If it doesn't work out, she says no. You know, pr- bring it back." He said, "When you come in, just kind of wave me down, so we won't do it in front of customers." Okay. So what a nice very guy. Nice, very nice guy.
0: That is really something. And it was the same ring you bought the second time. No. Okay.
1: No, the second time. Uh, she picked out a ring she liked at a place. Okay, I think that was the second time. Wow, and yeah, and that. So she said no the first time. Yes, she said no the first time because she said, "In fact, we weren't even dating." <laughs> Boy, you had- which you do have to go in a certain order, Jerry. There is some you- relationship, Al? <laughs> meet someone, you date them and then you get engaged
0: i could only imagine owning a jewelry store and having a customer oh come in and say might not go well but i'm gonna give it a shot right. he's got to be thinking this relationship is doomed
1: this guy was so nice jerry at this Ford jewelers <laughs> uh, who knows if he's even still there i don't yeah. know that he was the owner or he just worked there manager whatever he he was just so nice i said listen i i, I pulled him aside i'm a little bit of a I put myself in a bit of a bind. <laughs> and I feel like I need this ring to sort of, wow, get her back. It's amazing. And, all these years, I didn't know that part of the story. Yeah. And the guy was very nice. He just said, yes, listen, I understand. We've seen it all. We've covered it all here. And, uh, yeah. Isn't that something? Because I told him, he goes, like, oh, how long are you going to have the ring before you, you know, like how long before you would potentially, if things don't go well, return right. I'd be like, I'll be back in a few days. Oof. Uh, He's like, oh, yeah, no problem. Man, God bless you. Yeah. What a crazy
0: time, Jerry. Uh, I would say so. For <laughs> you, yes. Love is crazy, Jerry, sometimes. We do stupid <laughs> things. That is for damn sure, man. Yeah. It does make you think about, though, and I've had this conversation with many of my friends. Yeah. And even their wives. And as you get older, and it's clearly it's different for you because you never had kids. As you get older, as the kids become older themselves and more involved in sports and the relationship is, how do you say this? I don't want to say break apart. It, it is definitely different because you're really running in different directions. Like for me, it's not so bad because I am home early. Whereas a lot of my friends still do work normal hours. They get home and it's literally home for five minutes. And, and he's got one of the kids to their sports from six until eight or eight 30 and the wife has one of the other or the other two or three, and they go in a different direction until 8 or 8.30. And by the time you get home, it's 9, 9.30, and you're on repeat the next day. And it's interesting how the relationships change. And I see it now. I guess I'm at, this is the point of life, I would say, that I'm at. A, parents getting older and starting to see, Their friends, relatives of those ages start to pass away, which is horribly sad. It's depressing because you never know when the phone rings what it's going to be. Uh, And I've certainly experienced that once already. And B, I see with friends going through the same thing. I see marriages really starting to um, fracture a little bit. And I don't even think it's the fault of the relationship as much as it is life gets in the way. And you just end up in certain cases with different thoughts and interests because you're never together. And then when you are together on the weekends, you're still running from field to field to field. And here's the interesting thing about that. There is no greater joy than I'm telling you than watching your kids succeed on the field and do good things. It's awesome. And that's something that you have in common with your wife or your husband. But at the same time, you're not out doing things together. You're not going on trips. You're not. It's just a weird time in life. And I sit there and look at, like, your parents and my parents and boy, you guys got through it okay. Just, it's very interesting.
1: Yeah. Make you, make you think. What about your thought on this one? So so, um, Angie, the woman that I was engaged to twice, yeah. she has gone on to, uh, she got married, she's had a couple of kids. Mm-hmm. That was seemingly the way her life should have gone. Sure. Right? So, but in that moment, I'm sure she was upset with how things went. But did she ultimately go on the path she was supposed to be on?
0: Maybe, but the path with you might have been a better path. You don't know.
1: It's a good point. All Gary. you can
0: do is accept the path you chose and how life turned out. I am a true pleasure to be around most well, of the time. I mean, I'll give you this example. And who knows, if you married her, maybe you don't even end up here. And maybe you end up doing something else for a living. You don't know because everything changes with that event. But let's say you still became the Al Dukes of WFAN in the morning and blah, 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 blah. Maybe she's the type of woman that loves the attention, loves the notoriety. Maybe she would have enjoyed being your wife instead of being the wife of the man she wound up. And maybe you have great kids. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Now, she did marry Marv Albert. So she's <laughs> <someone> <laughs> also famous. She's such an ass. <laughs> now, so she's the one that you brought to the bowling alley. And the guys had no idea you were yes. engaged. So that actually was as recent as FAN time it was in Astoria. The very, it was
1: the very start of FAN.
0: When I kind of knew you but didn't really know you.
1: Yes. Wow, so that really, not start. recent. 2007. But, yeah. End of that? 2007.
0: And that's when you were engaged. But right. I thought she had a kid that you were really into. Yes, Oh, so she got married and more kids. She had uh, two additional children. Oh, I see. Okay. I gotcha. So she was married, divorced, engaged to you, broke it
1: off, and then married. No, she was... uh, Single mom. Single mom. Got it. Then me, then uh, married. And now married. I got it. Seems happily ever... Jerry, it ends in a happily ever... And in fact, I believe she told me once that her husband listens to us from five to six. No kidding. Yeah. Look at that. Fans. How about that, Jerry? That's kind of nice. That's the way that the world goes around. Who
0: was I talking to last night?
1: Where was I last night? You're up one day, the next you're down.
0: Cornell. Oh, I was talking to one of the guys that he specifically wakes up now. He used to get up at a quarter. So he's he told me his alarm used to go off at 6 o'clock. Then we started doing the 5.45 segment. He says, ah, what the hell's 15 minutes? He got up to listen to us quarter to 6. That's nice. He now wakes up at 5 a.m., to catch us for an hour How about that that is kind of i like that is kind of neat and he's got a half hour ride to work that's a
1: promo gets a warm-up show
0: it is he gets us for a half hour in the car gets to work a half hour earlier and gets everything done so he gets up for us kind of cool
1: that is very cool jerry what did i uh let me do this because i know people are looking for this sort of thing from you jerry from me oh boy man has swollen penis Freed by doctors two weeks after he locks it inside a padlock. This uh, comes to us from Thailand, Jerry. A man who was bored, stuck at home because of the coronavirus lockdown. Some people snack. This guy puts his penis in a padlock. Correct. He's 38. He clamped the metal device around the base of his penis for a thrill. Did he not have the key? Uh, around two weeks ago, but he lost the key oh. and his limbs started to swell. Oh, my God. He tried for more than fourteen days to get it off. How would you? It's locked. The man's mother Could called the Could you imagine calling your mom with that? She called the emergency services and firemen had to go to his home in Bangkok, Thailand. Can I ask you something interesting? It's yes, in Bangkok. hmm. Why do we call firemen for that? I don't know. I think I think we think firemen can get us out of stuff. But like why wouldn't a paramedic come? Maybe, the fi- maybe they think the firemen have tools that can break the lock off. Around your penis? Yes. I'll pass on the tools. <laughs> the mother told uh, the, the medics who came and the firemen that her son did not have a girlfriend and was, quote, bored because he had been staying at home during the pandemic. She said, my son is a private person and he doesn't have a girlfriend. He has been staying at home a lot during the pandemic because he is worried about going out. He told me he did this because he was bored and likes putting his thing through small holes. Okay, that's weird. I was angry at him for embarrassing me like this, and I've told him not to do it again. No, I, yeah, I'm sure he'll listen. The rescue squad arrived and said it was, quote, worse than they expected, and they had to rush the man to a hospital. They spent more than 30 minutes using an electric cutter to slice through the metal lock. Holy moly. They slid a thin sheet of metal between the bar and the man's skin to prevent it from being cut.
0: Oh, Could you imagine the panic that ensues? Yeah. Like, you were panicked when you had a tick on your thing.
1: I had a tick on my penis.
0: Could you imagine if you had your penis in a padlock the moment you realize you can't get it out? Um. Yeah.
1: Like, what have I just done? Right. Oh, my God. I believe Evan had a tick on his penis as well. Like you guys I, have I, talked about this? No, I think I re, I think I recently
0: heard that on the, car and, and on the car and Robert show. Boy, Evan has really... I'll tell you, Craig has brought a lot of uh, truths out of Evan.
1: Yes. My God, man. Evan had that. Okay. I guess you guys have a bond. And let me know if you're interested in this, Jerry. Here's an article that comes from uh, Jeep, you know, Jeep Wranglers. I've heard of them, yes. I had a Familiar, Jeep Wrangler. Jerry with these cars called Jeeps. I, A
0: Jeep Wrangler was one of the many cars I've owned.
1: Yeah, I, I always think a Jeep Wrangler looks cool. They are cool. They get terrible gas mileage. Horrendous though. gas mileage. Although and I, I hear heard it, the electric ones are
0: outstanding. And I hear it's a rough ride. Like, uh, um, Well, but you're not buying a luxury vehicle. You're right. buying a, like a terrain vehicle. You're buying a, the original sport utility vehicle. I had it. I liked it uh, because it was neat. It was unique. Not the most comfortable thing in the world.
1: I would like to have one for tooling around the Jersey Shore Towns. Well, where it you live cool. now,
0: absolutely. Take that top off. Are you kidding me? Take your top off. But think about how many people will be like looking at you and waving and yelling at you as you're driving around
1: town in your mint green Jeep. Hi, everybody. I'd get an orange Jeep. Well, of course you would. The fire orange. Or yellow. Which is I kind love, of... I love the fire orange or the yellow for a Jeep. Really?
0: Black and red are the two most common. So I like that idea. Mm. What about the What about the dark green, like the army yeah. green one? Those are cool with that tan top. Maybe I get me
1: a used one. Although, have you heard that it's... They're terrible after 100,000 miles. No, Horrendous. but about used cars now are going for a premium yeah i know why is that because of the chips no because of the um production or for new cars is down because of coronavirus oh i thought it was just the production
0: chip shortage because of coronavirus oh maybe that's what it is
1: production of the vehicles that could be that that i don't know but i just know that has something to do with the new vehicles Hmm. lack of manufacturing of the new vehicles that the used vehicles are now not only holding their value, but are worth more. Might be the first time in our life. How about that? Yeah. So I was like, I was like, maybe I get a used, beat up, used Jeep. Yeah. But then, like, when you get a, like a beat up car just to kind of kick around town with, and have fun, you got to end up fixing it. Uh, and I'm not yes. good at fixing things myself. But
0: here's the thing, though: if you're only using it yeah. to drive around the beach, how many miles thing you put on that not thing? Not a lot. You might not put a 1,000 miles on it in a year. You're right. You're not going to have to do much to it. Remember the old Suzuki Jeep? Sidekick. Yes. uh, The the sidekick. I mean, I like that one. I thought that one was pretty cool. My friend
1: John had that Suzuki sidekick. That was a neat Jeep. Yeah. I don't know why they stopped making it. Maybe I do that, Jerry. Yeah.
0: I remember uh, the guy I used to work for at the gas station in Seabright, he bought his wife a small little convertible, like 1970 convertible Fiat that had like one hundred and fifty thousand miles on it and i remember him saying he goes we live in seabright she's not going anywhere she wants it to go down the block she goes it's perfect and she had it for a few years never had a problem with it because all you do is turn it on go five minutes and it was done but then like in the
1: winter i feel like it would be just be sitting there in the freezing cold yeah do you have a garage
0: no oh it was gonna sit in the garage yeah the, uh, in the freezing cold right yeah their jeeps are tough too they really are tough vehicles. I don't know how the brand new ones are, but when I had mine, it was... Yeah, uh, I want one. So but go if, get one. If
1: I was good at fixing things, like I know. changing out... How about we start by fixing it by,
0: by changing a flat tire?
1: Yeah, changing a flat tire, this sort of thing, Jerry. That would be good. <laughs> then I would get one because i feel like, hey, if something goes wrong, I could fix it.
0: You would become the ultimate beach guy. If I'm You've a got Jeep the guy, condo Jerry? right yep. across from the ocean, and now you get the convertible Jeep... I'm a Jeep guy. It's pretty good. And you know what happens in the Jeep too, which I learned very quickly. When you pass a Jeep, you got to wave. Jeep wave. I don't know why. It's it's like Jeep code of conduct. I learned that. I'm like, why are these people waving to me? I remember Kim said, she goes, have you noticed they're all in Jeeps? I'm like, oh, well, that's interesting. So the next Jeep I remember, I waved. They waved back. And
1: you were thus in the Jeep wave club. I was in the wave club. Well, supposedly Jeep is working on... A Jeep that would drive underwater.
0: Is that the one you're gonna buy? I think you I'm can gonna bypass wait. the traffic and just come
1: you can you can go under the Verizon Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Bridges closed, no problem. They say that possibly by the end of twenty thirty. Oh okay. They will have a Jeep that they're working on it. An electric jeep. Oh, that makes me feel comfortable. It <laughs> doesn't have air intakes or exhaust. So as long as their equipment is sealed, they can operate underwater without any issues. Well,
0: oh, maybe by 2030, these uh, spaceships will actually stay in space longer than 30 seconds. Let's but, do that first. And by
1: 2030, I'd be retired. Yeah. Oh, my God. So I can retire, get an underwater Jeep. You'd be retired, huh? That's right. At 60? I hope so. I mean, you'll be able to.
0: Isn't that weird? You're thinking of the end of life already?
1: That's not the end of life. I've called the beginning, Jerry. When you
0: retire at life 60. Life begins at retirement. That's the last phase, my man. It's
1: a good one, though. Eh, be careful. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up show. All right, let's do that. Can never be too careful. So Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to
0: wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to say for it?
1: Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Alright, what do you
0: say we do this? We kick off a Tuesday, a couple minutes after 5 o'clock. Oh, hi there. Inside is the Eddie Scazzeri, and across from me is
1: Al Anthony Dukes. What's up, man? How was you? Good morning, Jerry. Uh, I'm now an overnight gas getter. I used to <laughs> critique love it. you all the time for getting gas in the middle of the night. Very love dangerous. It. That's when gas stations get robbed. Yeah. But I feel safe on the parkway getting gas. I agree. Although. I've always said that to you. Yeah, you have. You've told me. And uh, although I always think like if I wanted to rob a gas station, you want to rob a gas station that's near a highway. True. But none of them carry
0: cash, though. I don't, right. don't even think the ones on the parkway take cash at night.
1: Oh, is that right? I I couldn't even pay cash.
0: I don't think so. I know. That's smart. I know in the last four or five weeks, I have stopped at a handful of stations in the middle of the night, which I know is not optimal. but It is what it is, though. And I've even tried to make it exact so there's no change. No, they, they are not allowed to handle cash. I love it. Yeah, no, so it makes it easy. Well, it's gotta
1: suck if you're uh, someone who robs gas stations. You well, you're not gonna get much. Yeah, like where do we? You think those guys have meetings? What do we do now? Yeah, we go inside. That's what we do. Where do we go? No one's, t- especially once coronavirus hit, everyone acted like cash was a disease carrying uh, thing. So everyone's got, and like any new business that opens up now, they all have that. They want you to pay. Like I went to a bakery. I got like a. A uh, croissant? They want you to pay with a debit card. Yeah. I know. A $4 croissant? Yeah, that is right. Do you say croissant or croissant? Well, you're not French. N-
0: neither are you. So you probably say croissant. I do, Like yes. an American.
1: Yes, I do. I say croissant.
0: You know what I do like, though? Not the way you say that word. Um, all these restaurants, though, when you go out with friends, they they expect you to split the bill. Is that right? It's like not even a... It's easy. See, think, sometimes positives,
1: Jerry, come from negatives. See, we're trying to make a positive. That's exactly right. right. And right now, if you're somebody who goes around robbing gas stations, you're out of luck. Out of luck. Or robbing anything, really. No one's using cash anymore. Not much.
0: between You know, it's, yeah, between the debit cards and Venmo, cash right. is, like, gone.
1: When you were a gas station attendant, as yeah. you were, did you used to... Because I used to sometimes see, and occasionally you'll still see this during the day... Where the gas station guy will pull out a wad of cash. Yeah, we had a lot of, we always had money on us. You had like yes, wads of cash. Absolutely. Yeah, no question. And would you have that thing where you could slip it into the floor, the safe into the floor when you got a certain no, amount my, of cash? No, my boss
0: would come take the money twice a day. So we did not have a safe. Oh, is that right? We did, Well, no, he there would was just a pull safe up. at the end of the night. He would pull up and you'd hand him a wad of cash? No, he would come in with his envelope and he
1: would go to the register and he would take the money. Jerry, tell the audience that story again. I've heard it a few times, but I enjoy it. Where you decided you were going to sell cigarettes uh, at a gas station, (laughs) not knowing that uh, you had to get a license for that.
0: Well, so (laughs) my father's company back in the day, they had vending machines and they wanted to upgrade and they were going to throw them out. And I said, why throw them out? You're a businessman, Jerry. Well, I don't know about that, but I said, why throw them out? I was working at a gas station and the owner owned two of them and he didn't have vending machines. I said, how about I'll buy them. I said, and I'll stock them. He said, great. And so they wound up giving me the vending machines for like a hundred bucks. For I took three of them. I put one in one station, all you know, candy and junk, and that was fine. And then uh, two in Seabright at the at the gas station. One was all candy and junk, and I'm like, hmm, what could I do differently with this one? I'm like, I got a vendor's license. I'll put cigarettes in. And man, did those cigarettes fly you, out of the machine! You were the late night, late night, yes. to go place for cigarettes because in the summer we were open till two a.m. on Friday night That's and nice. Saturday night. So, and I would work a couple of Saturday nights until 2 a.m. And you couldn't keep them stocked. Worked so well for like six weeks. And then a cop came in one day and looked over and said, where's the license for this? And I said, oh, right there. He goes, that's a vending license. Where's the tobacco license? (laughs) What do you mean, sir? (laughs) Yeah, that was out the next day. (laughs) So that was the end of that. Now, the rest of the vending worked fine. But the whole can't sell cigarettes at no, and the the cigarettes were the money maker, right? Because people, I mean, say what you want about drinking and driving, buzz driving, whatever it was, people would spend. If I want to say back then, cigarettes were probably two fifty a pack. I was selling them for three fifty for convenience, right? You couldn't keep them stocked in the machine on the weekend. Yeah, that didn't last. And then one time you also
1: uh, gave...
0: What uh, is this? My Life of, 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 of Misery? What well, are we doing? No, no, no. You once pumped gas for Bruce Springsteen. I didn't. I had no idea it was him.
1: He came up in a motorcycle.
0: Yes, he came up in a motorcycle in Seabright, pumped the gas, everything was good. He gave me a $5 tip or nice. something, and the gas couldn't have been more than $5. And I went back in, and my boss was like, that was pretty cool, huh? I said, yeah, he gave me 5 bucks." He goes, yeah, but what about meeting him? I said, meeting who? He goes, for real? Help me out here, because that was Bruce Springsteen. Like, oh, huh, who knew?
1: I had no idea. I would have been so exciting. I would love to pump Bruce Springsteen's gas.
0: Yeah, I just, you know what? Between the helmet, I think he had a, I think he had a beard, if I remember correctly, and just not being a huge fan, I could just, it wasn't a big deal to you. Well, no, I didn't. I didn't realize it was him. I just didn't. So, my br- I had two brushes with all time rockers, him and Bon Jovi and Homdell. A gas station again? No, that was at a liquor store I worked at when I was probably 21. Bon Jovi came in to buy liquor? With his dad, yes. What'd they get? A lot. They were having a party. Oh. Helped them out to the car. He didn't say a word, but his dad was did so they, nice. Did he, they tip you? Uh, I don't remember. I, I really don't remember. But his, I remember he had a hat down, you know, way low because he didn't want to be recognized. Yeah. And i it's only, I'm <laughs> I only knew it was him because of the name. He had a house account. And I kind of figured it out. Bon Jovi. Yes, that's exactly right. B O N G. That is correct. Bon. But his dad could not have been a nicer guy. Nice. And he wasn't bad. He just didn't say anything. It was fine. So there you go. Bon Jovi and Bre- who else from New Jersey? I'm too old for. Uh, Sinatra was from Jersey City, right? Right. I yeah. think so. Yeah. I'm too young. He
1: was too old. So that didn't. That's ever it. You've met the Jersey icons. I think I have. Jerry, last night was my kind of Mets game. My kind of baseball game. Errors. Errors, 26 runs. You were oh nailed it, by the way. Not not
0: one person. I was disappointed by this. What happened? So I was following along the game last night. We had, you know, Monday night cornhole, so it wasn't like I could watch the game last night. Saw a lot this morning. But I was following along because I was very curious on one question I had for you. We played the over-under. Uh, Jared Eikhoff and Vladimir Gutierrez. Will either one go five and a third? And you said no. You took the under. I took the under. Neither one of them got through the fifth inning. Matter of fact, neither one of them, well, I guess one got through four. And then Eikhoff didn't even get out of the fourth. So you were right. You nailed it. Not I one person in yeah. the,
1: told us that. Come on. Eh, it's disappointing. Come on. So the final score of 15-11 in 11 innings. The Mets scored five runs in the 11th. It's seven home runs on the night, which I love. Jerry, well, I love.
0: lot of It's like playing in Philadelphia. A lot of home runs there. Why is that? Is the I don't air, know. Is the air
1: thinner in I,
0: Cincinnati? I don't know the answer to that, to be quite honest. I really don't know. It's weird, right? It is weird because it's, it's you maybe, kind
1: of expect it. Maybe the winds blow off the Ohio
0: River there. Maybe. Maybe the wind blows out. I don't know. I've never been there. It's a park I'd like to get to. Yeah, it does look cool. It do, and you know what was neat? I know the place, especially late in the game, was empty. But... Early on, because I know you watch like the top of the first and then you're out, at least early on, there were a lot of people behind home plate, like it looked good, but as the night wore on, people kind of filtered
1: out. People were like, I got to get home, I got to go to work in Cincinnati. The game didn't end. It just kept going and going. You ever think what it's like to live in some of these, like when you watch the Mets or Yankees games and they're on the road, you're like, what would it be like to live in Cincinnati?
0: I do. I think about that a lot. Maybe not Cincinnati, but um, like I've been to Columbus, Ohio. Looks lovely. It is lovely. And I sit there and say, Why don't I live there? Your life wouldn't be
1: all that different. Right. Really wouldn't. Like you get up, go to work in Cincinnati. Instead of talking about the Mets and Yankees, you'd be you'd be really Reds, yell- Indians. Yeah, you'd be yelling about the Reds right now. Yep, that is very true. And what are the Bengals off season moves? Uh, perhaps. Not a terrible life, Jerry. No, it's fine. They got the same
0: restaurants, same chain restaurants, movie theaters, bowling alleys, Imagine how big courses. of a star you would be in a small, t- a smaller market like Cincinnati. Who's that? Big fish in a small pond or a small fish in a big pond? You'd be a big fish in a small pond. Yeah, well, so would you. Comes, like if you took that job in
1: Buffalo. That's right. Here comes Jerry Rocco. Make sure his steak is exactly how he prefers it. <laughs> he might badmouth <laughs> us on the radio tomorrow. That will sink our business. We'll be finished. (laughs) Tonight, there's some pitcher named Robert Stock pitching for the Mets.
0: Robert Stock, if I remember correctly, pitched for the, was it the Orioles early on? I forget. No, the Cubs at City Field, and he was atrocious. Uh Uh-oh. He's now on the Mets. This is where the Mets are, though. Like, the Mets need Robert Stock to give them innings. Yes. The Mets need Jared Ikoff to give them innings. The Mets need, what's the other kid's name? McGill. McGill. To give them in. I mean, this is, it's unbelievable. Like, they
1: need Carrasco back this week. This is where we are, Jerry. We've got a a guy named Robert Stock pitching tonight. Yeah, I know. It's not good. Hmm. Not good. And Luis Rojas, uh, he he got a a two-game suspension.
0: Uh, Yes, real quick. Stock was the guy, if I remember correctly, that was so bad, he was making fun of himself on Twitter the day after he pitched against the Mets. Is that right? I think that's the same guy. I got to check. Well, now he's on our team. Well, he has been. Yes. And yes, Rojas got two games. So Joust managed. Two games uh, suspension for excessive outburst. What and do you think Joust was thinking when, uh, when Gior made me two errors on one play?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, listen, I only got to do this twice. and then again.
0: <laughs> That's right. Get me the hell out of here. It's <laughs> Louis Rojas' problem again.
1: I really didn't realize how muscular and good shape Luis Rojas is in. I know people have said it, but when I saw him run out there to bump the ump, I was like, this guy is stocky. Yeah. No, he's... He probably could bench press pretty good. I saw him up close and
0: personal in Miami a couple of years ago. Um, Was he muscular then? He was, and he's the guy he actually gave my son a baseball. Is that right? Yep, and we wrote it down because I don't remember what his position was at the time. He wasn't... He was on the staff, but it wasn't like he was a well well known person. And he gave my son the baseball, and I'm like, I'm looking up Rojas and the number. And so we wrote on the ball given by Luis Rojas and the date. How about that?
1: And now he's the Mets manager. So yeah, how about that? Did you have to? Did you tell your son that when they hired yes, him? Yes, I did. Like, Hey, remember that dude who gave us the baseball? Yes. He's now
0: manager of the Mets. So my younger son does not like watching baseball. Matter of fact, I think my son would rather go hide in the shed for a week than watch a baseball game. But he loves playing. It's so weird. He loves playing. Loves practicing, playing, hitting, throwing. Loves baseball. But making him watch baseball, it's I can't. That having been said, the few times he does watch it with me, I always remind him, that's the guy that gave you the baseball.
1: Hmm. And does he go, how about that? He thinks it's cool. No, he does. He thinks it's neat. Uh, the Reds are throwing out there Wade Miley, who I've heard of. Yeah, yeah. Good for you. He's been a major. <laughs> league, hey, good for you, segment. <laughs> he's been a major league pitcher for a number of years, Jerry. If I've heard of him to remember his name. That's right. That's pretty funny. Mm. <laughs> I've actually heard of him. <laughs> how about Michael Conforto hit two home runs yesterday, Jerry? Yeah. How about him? They went back to back. He yeah, and belly uh, belly. he and uh, Pilar. Yeah. Kevin Pilar. Kevin Pilar went back to back at belly to belly in the eleventh inning. Pretty good. Pretty good. I would say that's pretty good, Jerry.
0: Pretty good. Pretty
1: good. Yeah, it was. I bet tonight will be like a low-scoring game now.
0: Uh perhaps. I they mean, scored
1: twenty-six runs yesterday. We're gonna then get again, nothing tonight. Why
0: don't you tell us again who's pitching? Robert Stock. Right. Oh, <laughs> in the band box that is. Yeah. Cincinnati's. You call it a band box? That's what I heard them say. I thought it was a bam box. Who's right, Eddie? Do you know? Band. With a really? D. What does it mean? A band box? Yeah, let me it. I Google thought bam, that. like you're crushing the ball. No, over the place. right? Bam. No, it's I an old saying. That.
1: It's an old saying. Let's see. Band box by Marion Webster. A usually cylindrical box of cardboard or thin wood. Well that can't be. Uh a structure having relatively small interior dimensions. I guess that's it. Band box. How about that? How about that? How about that? That doesn't matter. The, you know what I
0: saw yesterday? I saw a Johnny Bench commercial for Ooh. Blue Emu. What is
1: Blue Emu? It's some sort of a. That's not a wiener pill, is it? All the blue pills. <laughs> Why are... do you go there? Because it's because I it said blue. Yeah. <laughs> there's blue chew. There's
0: blue pills. No, it's not a it's not a wiener pill. It's a, I, I believe it's a cream. I believe a cream for your hands. I'm pretty sure. Let me see what Bluey needs. He looks great.
1: The point is, he looks outstanding. Johnny Bench does. Yes. We had him in here a number of years ago, and uh, the man's hand, when he shook our hands, it was like putting your hand in a catcher's mitt. I believe that. Big leather man hand. I believe
0: that. Think about all the work he's done over the years and how long he
1: played. Wasn't Craig wearing a chicken suit? Craig wore a chicken suit. I forgot about that. He wanted to pretend it was... uh, it, which was the gate was the show with that was that this week in baseball yeah with the chicken the baseball bunch baseball bunch san diego chicken and johnny bench that's the i have that photo framed in my home uh craig boomer and johnny bench but craig is in a chicken seat. i don't
0: re- I, I do remember that yeah
1: i don't remember how it went was he amused by that or was he a no nonsense type of guy We had heard he was a no-nonsense type of guy. Right. But because of the Cincinnati connection with Boomer, he came in in a very good mood. Because we we had been told, like, he's not interested in seeing people saying hi. He's not interested in reminiscing about baseball. Like, we were somewhat worried when he was coming in here. The uh, office staff. Right. But... You know, hit the Boomer Connection, everything was great. Boomer Connection in the chicken suit. And I also have a picture where it looks like Craig is asking a very serious question while wearing the chicken suit. <laughs> I'm sure he was. <laughs> it's very strange. Would you be
0: surprised by that? Uh, no. I could see him asking Doc Gooden that question in the chicken suit. Yeah. So
1: uh, that was like, that to me was a perfect picture of the show. Agreed. It was Boomer and Carton. It was a big time baseball dude from the 70s, 80s and Craig was in a chicken suit. <laughs> Asking serious questions. And over their heads were framed photos of Mike and the Mad Dog. <laughs> that
0: is actually tremendous. All right, quick break. It's 5-18. We're just getting started. We got Boomer and Geo coming up on a Tuesday right here on The Fan.
1: Al and Jerry, longtime time tag team
0: champions. Yeah, that's right. 25 after 5. You've got uh, the Yankees back in action tonight. Take on the Reds. Can help out the Mets a little bit. More Mets. Uh, the Phillies, rather. Mets-Reds again tonight in Cincy. So.
1: I can't tell whether this is fake news sad mm. or if this actually happened. Jerry. Okay. Did you read uh, it? I did read it. Okay. I just can't believe... That well, I it's wonder where you're going happened this. exactly as is being said. So, huh. the wife of former Red Sox catcher Jason Varitek oh, said a Yankees fan spit on their nine year old daughter while they walked to their car Saturday night. Why can't you believe that? I don't, because this makes it sound like a Yankee fan went up to the nine year old and spit on her face.
0: Well, they, she didn't say that they walked up to her and spit on her face, they
1: but said, spit on her. But that could be just a Yankee fan walking to his car spitting and not knowing there was a child. It could also there. be a
0: Yankee fan walking behind them and just spitting on the back of her head. Could be. That's that's how I took it.
1: You took it as a back-of-the-head spit.
0: Yes, you took it uh, three different steps forward and said a Yankee fan basically walked up right into her face and spit right in her forehead. <laughs> <But> that's not <laughs> was what spitting she said. on the back of a kid's head any different? Well, I mean, it's a little different because they didn't confront them. They were trying to, to me, that sounds like some drunk, stupid fan
1: thought it'd be cute to spit on someone.
0: Why it's, would you ever,
1: I mean, if you're not from around here, right? why would you ever go to a game in the Bronx?
0: The Bronx sounds. What does Jason Varitek like have trouble. to do with the Red Sox at this point? I don't know. Is he employed by them?
1: He must be, but I don't know.
0: So then they go to a game. I mean, you should be allowed to go to
1: a game. I wouldn't go to the Bronx. You I wouldn't. live here, Jerry, and I wouldn't go to the Bronx. I'm lucky to get you to a Blue Claws game. Right? For That's God's what sakes. I mean. Like, I, if it, like if I was from somewhere else, and you were like, uh, "You want to go to a game in the Bronx?" I'd be like, "The Bronx." All I think about is the movie Fort Apache, the Bronx, which didn't I, see I it. didn't see. I didn't see it either. But I never I just, heard of it. it sounds like. It was trouble. A Bronx tale. Yeah, like it just the Bronx doesn't sound like a, a place with like lush green grass and a place for But a you don't need that.
0: You're taking your car, you're going to the game, the game ends, you get in your car, you go home. My father used to
1: take me to, to the Mets game. Now that's once a man a right a year. there. That's a man right there. That was scary. Look at that. Even going through Queens.
0: You're on Queens, the highways Bronx, until you get to
1: the stadium. Everything that like, but the where Bronx, are you going? The Bronx sounds the scariest of all of them. It just sounds wow. like like you better be tough in the Bronx. So if you tell me uh, someone in the Bronx spit on a nine-year-old, they'd be like, yeah, it's the Bronx. Right, and you know what you'll you find out? You
0: the person that did it lived in the suburbs of Jersey somewhere. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And and by the way, it could be
0: one person out of thousands that always ruins it for everybody. You're
1: right. That person probably
0: does live in Jersey. Right. Dope. You know? I mean, it's, it's what it is. Probably someone had too much to drink. They acted like an ass. Thought it'd be
1: funny. Not funny. I did see a picture of Jason Varitek with his wife. Yeah. He does not look like he should be married to a woman like that. Really? Yeah. He is... Out of shape now, and she's in tip-top. In fact, I thought, Jerry, it was his daughter. I was like, is this Jason Varitek's older, like, does he have an older daughter, or that his wife? Hmm. She's very attractive. He is, just so you know, the game planning
0: coordinator for oh. the Red Sox. Oh, so he's on so staff. He, yes, yeah, so he is. Game planning coordinator. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm looking at, like, images of him. Yeah. You look back probably from 10 years ago. So he was in good shape. He was in good shape, and I see what you're saying.
1: Jason Varad. Doesn't,
0: uh, yeah, he is not aged great, and she has. <laughs>
1: his wife has. Yeah, you see that picture, Jerry? That's in the New York Post. That's what yes. I'm talking about. In front of the Nesson. Yeah. Yes. My goodness. Like, at first, I thought that was maybe his daughter. I could like see why. Like a 19 you would, year old daughter. I could see why you would think that. I could see why. He's that. got a big fat face. He's got man boobs. <laughs> 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 the school, this woman's like a perfect 10. <laughs> My goodness. You're right, though. When he was a baseball catcher, he was in good shape. Yes, of course. Boy, that being a game quarter coordinator, he must snack a lot. Well, what else is he
0: doing? Like, if you ever think about it, when you snack, most of the time it's from boredom. Yes. And from just sitting around or being in front of your computer. Mm -hmm. If you keep busy and active, there's no time to be snacking. Right. So I'm sure he's probably in front of a computer a lot. And doing a lot of that. Hmm. And he's not playing like he was. He's not right. buying calories like he was. Clearly, he's not working out like he was. No. So it's, well, you hope that she stays with him.
1: Mm. She'd be like, why am I going to the Bronx <laughs> for my kid to get spit on? i go date me a man who's in shape, tip-top it is shape. In, I will
0: say, though, it is interesting that they travel with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe because it's the summer. Maybe. Perhaps. And they probably don't. They can't during spring and fall when the kids are in school. So it's like family time. They get to go on the road with him. Maybe the wife was like, I always wanted the vacation in the Bronx. She's been there, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, it, it seems true. here, according to this, they got married in 2011. All right. Which means they had to have ago. known each other for at least a few months prior to that. No, what'd you say? So Jason Varitek, I would say, had to be still playing right around there. Let's see. Jason Veritek's last season was. I must know this, did? Jerry. Look at that. 2011 was his last. So when they got married, so he was a ball player when they got married, clearly. Now he's not. Now he's. He's 10 years out. Not a ball player. Right. And snacking a lot on snacking. Tostitos multi
1: grain scoops. Oh, there's nothing better, Jerry. <laughs> I love a Tostitos. <laughs> oh, I multi-grain forgot to bring
0: in the salsa scoops. avocado.
1: Oh uh, yeah! I looked. Someone sent me a photo of that. I don't it's think I so would eat good.
0: that. You said you would try it. It's green. You, yes, it's salsa I don't eat guac. Green but you sauces. said you would. You said you would try it. One chip. One chip. One dip. One chip. Everyone. And knows then you the can rules. eat the rest of the
1: bag. Right. But you'll try it, right? I will try it. All right. I got to remember uh, to bring. I'm not it in thrilled tomorrow. about it, but I will try it. You in tomorrow? I'm here tomorrow, Jerry. I will try and do it tomorrow. Ooh, and Boomer's out, so we'll do it on the show. Oh, Boomer's out. What Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? Rest this is what I'm told. This is your last chance. To listen to Boomer this week. He's lazy. He's lazy. And he's back on Monday. He's lazy. And then you'll be lazy next week. He's lazy. Yeah. What else do I have here for I you, Jerry? Know. Oh, Saquon Barkley. Now, he, I did a little research, Jerry. He tore his ACL in week two last season. That was in Chicago, was it not? That I don't know. I thought you did research. <laughs> <laughs> I did some research. <laughs> I know it was week two. Yeah. And he had surgery in Rocktober. Now, we are in July. He still says he's not sure when he'll be ready to roll. Yeah,
0: it was week that, two in what? Chicago. How do you not know? He's coming back from a torn ACL. I And I, I heard a bunch of the questions with him. A lot of yeah. it was... Like, do you think you'll be able to go full in the summer here in training camp? And he was like, I don't know. We'll see. The, the He was basically saying, the way I feel will dictate how far I press it in training camp. The goal is to be ready week one, 100%.
1: This guy's going to get hurt again.
0: This, he might. I who You know, who this knows? This is Saquon DeGrom Barkley. Well, uh, in fairness to Saquon, um, DeGrom has been hurt 17 times this one season. Barkley is coming. Without off a, a real injury. Well, and Saquon. Had, I think he had the one real injury. The other like sixteen have been I don't know. Uh Barkley did tear his ACL. He's too muscular. I saw his he leg is.
1: again the other day on uh
0: yeah. Twitter. Eli Manning said, Stop photoshopping my body on my legs on your body. Yeah. That was funny.
1: It's too muscular. It's thick.
0: Sometimes when you have too big of muscles, you pull them. Co- Easier. Why? Well, but we've always talked about that's why we think a lot of today's athlete has trouble staying on the field. Yeah, it's like what makes them look so invincible makes them very fragile. It's weird, isn't it? Yes, it's like it's too much for the human body. Right. Our bodies
1: are not meant to have gigantic muscular thighs. We need to be soft, like me, you, and Eddie. Yes, <laughs> we don't tear anything. Nope. <laughs> I don't tear anything. I'm sore from walking the other day,
0: but I didn't tear anything. Although, gee. Isn't in great shape either, and he gets hurt getting up from a chair. He
1: has, yeah, pulled muscles getting so that's, up from chair. That's chairs. odd. Yeah. Hmm. That's
0: true, Jerry. You think in his case it's because he does sit down 98% of the time? Like, Eddie likes to walk the dogs. He hikes. Mm-hmm. I am still very active. You walk the dogs 16 times a day. Like, for real, you walk a lot. Every day, she has slowed down her walking. But I used to walk a lot more. I thought you were going for—I thought four or five times a day.
1: I was, but she was. Since I've returned back to the office, she's gotten very lazy. Okay, but when you walk her, they're long.
0: No more. Okay. Yeah, it's completely changed. Are you today. not doing the twenty-five thousand steps anymore?
1: No. Oh.
0: That said, you're still kind of active. Yes. He's
1: really not. He is not active. Yeah. he's very happy medium. Plus, he's got a new baby at home. What does that mean? Well, I'll keep you. In the house.
0: He stays in the house anyway. He's like you. I just not want to go anywhere. <laughs> he only wants to go to the boat. Right. That's right. Other than that, he wants to sit on the couch
1: and watch TV. And then you also sit on the boat. And you that's true. Yeah. That's, that's a right. lot you're of not, sitting. You're not running around the boat. That's a great point, Jerry. Michael Irvin has come out uh, in discussion with the Dallas Cowboys. Now, the NFL wants teams to have 85%... Of the people on the teams vaccinated. Well, they'd like 100% if they could. They'd like 100, Jerry. But 85 is their goal, 85%. The Dallas Cowboys are at 70%. Michael Irvin, noted former Cowboy, Jerry. You may have heard of him. Noted former Cowboy? (laughs) (laughs) You may have heard of him, Jerry. He's Noted. Oh, I mean, A noted
0: former Dallas Cowboy. Bob Bruning would be a noted former (laughs)
1: Cowboy. What would you call Michael Irvin? A Hall of Famer. Oh, Hall of Famer (laughs) Michael Irvin has come out and said that if you're not vaccinated and your team isn't fully vaccinated, that means you don't want to win badly enough. I like it. That's a strong take, Jerry. That is a very
0: strong take. Come strong to the mic. And then he pissed off Cole Beasley, who's now with the Bills. Colby who's very anti-vaccination. He
1: is an anti-vaccination yes, kind of is. guy.
0: He's an anti-vaxxer.
1: What are your thoughts on that, what, what um, Michael Irvin said, Jerry? That, I don't uh, think that it it's... has anything to do with wanting to win or not. Yeah. I think it's 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 his take. That's
0: fine. There's nothing wrong with it, but I don't think in terms of how a guy prepares the work he puts in It's a personal choice he's not into. I certainly have people in my life that have zero interest in the vaccine. Same here. And so I get it. I respect it. That's fine. It doesn't mean they're still not good at what they do, and it doesn't mean that they're not working hard at what they do. So it's a strong take. I don't agree with it, but that's fine. He can go fight his own battle. I love a strong take, though, and that was a strong take. It is, but it's not right. It's not. Hmm. I mean, you're going to tell me, and I don't know who, Let's say, for instance, we found out Dak Prescott's one of the guys that doesn't want to get vaccinated. Dak Prescott has worked his ass off to get back on the field, coming back from that horrific injury, and he's been, you know, twenty-four-seven on the field in the gym. You tell me he doesn't want to win. Just if, me. in fact, he's one of the thirty percent, you get my point. Yes, you're saying like the Raiders just win, baby. Now you want to tell me you're not taking your health serious enough? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I mean I, that to me is a better take than you don't want to win. That's stupid.
1: So, it's what it is. It's a fun strong take, though. I used to, when I first got into radio, Jerry, we used to run uh, this network that came out of Washington, D.C., and there was a, a host named Doc Walker. Okay. Who I think spent some time playing on the actual Redskins. Mm-hmm. And he used to go, come strong to the mic. That was his saying. You think Michael Irvin came strong
0: to the mic? Yeah. He did. Come strong to the mic. He certainly got, I'll tell you what, he did make, I mean, it's slow right now, sports-wise. Slow wise, news day. But it did make headlines. Yeah. So when we come back, I want to ask you another oh. interesting uh, sports headline of sorts that All has right. to do with media.
1: Oh, the, I love sports oh, media, sports Jerry. Sports
0: media, but nothing to do with us. This is more national sports. All right, I love I love a good sports media. So we'll do that next, and then we'll have Boomer and Geo at the top. It's Tuesday on the. Fan.
1: Cherry, Keto-friendly, and
0: GMO-free. Well, you know, sometimes you actually get answers when you're not expecting to get answers. And in this next story, we're going to get some answers. So of what? A, what a, who is this? I like this song. This is the Strokes. Oh, it is? I don't know. Bad decisions. Um, good song. So Boomer has said for years and years, well, since they've retired, so a couple years, that if he was running Monday Night Football, he would go out and get he would really want, or even something, I get whatever. Peyton Manning and Eli Manning put them in the booth together because he thinks it'd be great. And I've sat here and said, "Why? I'm gonna, I'm just gonna watch the game reg- really, regardless of the announcers. It means nothing to me who the announcers are." Well, what is this story now that Peyton and Eli are going to be doing an alternate broadcast on ESPN two? Correct, Jerry. They're calling it a
1: alternate mega cast. Mega cast. So, over the next three seasons, they will do 10 games each year. Those games will air on ESPN2. Now, but
0: the first time they do it is not going to be a good barometer. But after they do 10 games, I'll be very curious to see if they crush
1: the ratings. I don't think they will.
0: But well will find ESPN2,
1: which people will have to go. You'll have to know about this in order to go find it. It's Peyton and Eli Manning. They should make a huge deal of this uh, if sure this it's such a big deal. But what if it's more successful than the that's what I'm saying. actual broadcast? That's, that's where I'm saying yeah. we're
0: going to find out if that really makes that big of a difference to we people. Will. You will go find it. Because, by the way, it's one channel over on most cable systems. Yeah. It's not like you have to search for
1: channel 1014. Yeah, if there's one thing I've uh, found out over the years is people don't know that things even exist.
0: Maybe, but this is—everybody says Peyton Manning. He's the greatest, you know, of all time. He's going to be a great broadcaster. Well, we'll find out now.
1: No, I think if it was just the two of them doing it, I'm interested in that. Them dressing it up as some sort of show where it says—this is what the press release said. They will be joined each week by a to-be-determined host. But I think that's a traffic cop. To let them do what they have to do. They will also be joined by iconic and current athletes and celebrities. Not interested in that. But it's Peyton Manning doing Monday Night Football. That I'm interested in. I'd be interested in him and Eli sitting there. I don't need, you know, Michael Rappaport being on every show. Are you going to at least give it a try? I will give it a try. Because I I, I like Peyton Manning. I'm not interested in Eli Manning. Have you seen his game show? No. It's terrible. I've not seen it. And he's a stiff Right, but, I, but he's a stiff. I think when it's scripted stuff, but maybe this will not. But this not being scripted, more and, free it being and easy. his Brother, maybe it'd be free and easy. But when you put a put a host in there, and you put current and former athletes and celebrities, that I'm not interested in. Every show, like every description of every show ever, is they'll be joined by. Big name celebrity guests. No one. Well, what, let me ask enough. you this.
0: Why, so, that, so now I didn't realize that extra yeah. part of it. If Peyton Manning is supposed to be so
1: great. Yeah. Why do we need to bring people in? I don't know. Right. Okay. Because uh, because the the executives or every executive thinks more guests, the better. Okay. So then I'll ask you this. If people and
0: networks and the ru- the rumors have been out there. That they would offer him a ridiculous amount of money to be an analyst, which clearly means they think he is going to bring eyeballs to the set that otherwise wouldn't. I don't believe that for a second, but okay, let's let's say that's the case. Then I'll ask you the question again. Then why is that he got his brother there? I know what I, else I'm is telling needed. You this is
1: just this is people running ESPN. This doesn't a, make sense to me. Every promo you ever hear, I listen to. A, sometimes I have satellite radio on, and and there'll be like promos for shows. The uh, the name of person you never heard of show that's what they have over there and they'll be like I'll be joined by top name celebrity guests. why could you uh, run Moose and Maggie's promo right now Eddie for me so I'll give you a perfect example. <laughs> And I used Michael Rappaport before yeah. just because.
0: Hey, what's going on? Samus? after Boomer and Geo at 10 a.m. It's Moose and Maggie Dude, right here on by. the fan. Yankees baseball back in
1: action. Maggie taking on Joe Girardi in the Philadelphia boy. Phillies. Plus the Mets and the Cincinnati Reds. We got Come a week on. until Giants and Jets training camps open up and all the latest Uh-oh. on Nicolas Cage yet. and his Oscar worthy performance <laughs> in the movie. Pig. See you at 10 on Sports Radio oh, 101. And on the yeah. They always they will. put their guest in. Well, they, they must not have had anybody yet. Oh, OK. But they'll be in. I, so, I hear like, I, I love country music, Jerry. Yeah, yeah. I'm listening to Country Station and they go, "Uh, Michael Rappaport joined us. Wh- why did Michael Rappaport join you? I have no idea. What
0: now, are you if you told doing? me Luke Bryan
1: joined you. Yes, exactly. You'd be Jerry. interested? Yes. So, I'm all for Peyton and Eli Manning doing this. I, I am interested in this. I'm not interested in them talking to somebody about their upcoming movie or book. Or Boris with uh, someone who's promoting a podcast no one's going to listen to. I don't want to hear that. But let them do the game. Yes, do the game.
0: Pay them a Be fortune. Brothers. Let them do the game and let's see if they can outdraw the regular broadcast. Correct. But now they're going to make it goofy. Yes. A host and a guest every week, which is not, it's not an interview show. Yeah. It's a football game. Yes. Like we just, we've made it so
1: complicated and it's
0: so simple. Yes. I, don't, I agree. I don't understand. Maybe I really they'll get don't. rid
1: of this, the, the guest once it gets rolling. I hope. Yeah,
0: because you've got a guest,
1: right. his brother. Yes,
0: Just every week there's two
1: guys there with with
0: the play-by-play slash host
1: guy. I want to run, run things. I want to run something, Jerry, at some point in my life where I'm the person in charge. Well, you had a chance. You turned down the job in Buffalo, and you what? had a chance here. You didn't even
0: apply. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you're doing.
1: <laughs> where I want to say,
0: no more guests. Yeah, but you know what's Enough. What's odd about that? And I know me yes. and you disagree about that. And I don't disagree wholeheartedly. I disagree with, I I think there's value in guests, but it's got to be selective. Um, You love listening to podcasts with guests. I know. What's the difference to you? The
1: difference is, here's the the difference. The difference is on a podcast, I will search out guests I'm interested in. Sure. And if there's a guest I'm not interested, I don't listen to it. Right, Sure. When you do that on the radio, you're inviting people to go find something okay. else because radio so is devil's live. So devil's advocate. Yeah. Why
0: is that any different than you're a Met fan and we're talking Yankees for the first hour? Because that, And you're not interested. right? My well, brother's a giant fan. Yeah. We talk Jets. I work on the show. He turns it off.
1: I guess the, the hope is it's just like if Boomer brings up hockey and I'm not interested in hockey, he might get off it in two minutes. If you're in, in bringing on a hockey guest, I know I'm at least 10 minutes in, so I can sure. go elsewhere.
0: Right, sure. But, again, I mean, you can do – and, I, Eddie, you can back me on this. Like, Mike and Chris back in the day, I, I would agree. I think you would agree. A very successful show yes. for years and years and years. They would open a show at 1 o'clock, Yankees only, and then they would tell you at 2 we'll do the Mets. Right. Maybe at 3 we'll get to calls, but this is how we're structuring the show in a way it's even worse cuz you're turning off the other fan base and you're
1: telling them for an hour right we're not talking about your team but much less competition era they were pulling it off in. same with Howard Stern now if Howard yeah, Stern went true. back to K-Rock today and talked to uh a guest no one was interested in for 90 minutes to 2 hours that's not which that's is not again work. why
0: i say it's got to be a good
1: guest and right. also mike and chris themselves were the draw people liked them their interplay their takes No matter what they were talking about, they were entertaining personalities. Right, but if but if they put on a horse guest for the, no one's interested. They they had horse days. Yeah, right. And you could do that back then, because the the, specific niche guests, correct? But I think the generic baseball guests or whatever people, a lot of people would stay. But they were also in that they were also judged as Howard Stern was back then on the diary way of getting ratings and wasn't actual you know, there wasn't a meter that told people what they were listening to. It was and just how like, come oh, they I got lo-
0: slaughtered by Opie and Anthony?
1: Because Opie and Anthony were more interesting.
0: Well, they were different
1: for They're sure. Different, right? That was just guy talk. Because that that was because then when Mike and the Mad Dog would put a guest on that you weren't interested in, you gave people a reason to go find Opie and Anthony. That was my. That's my whole thing with guests. You're inviting people to go somewhere else. Yeah, I suppose. And I've seen it in ratings find for just 15 years boring, and no one will listen to boring me. Boring chatter does that too though. Okay. That's true. You know. And I can't find a podcast that I find interesting enough with just the hosts. And it's it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Very strange. Cuz everyone has a podcast. All right,
0: we got to take a break. Well, there's one
1: podcast with <clears throat> Al and Jerry post game podcast. Good point. You never know what you're
0: going to get. Mm-hmm. and you never know how long a the topic's going to be. Uh <laughs>
1: not lately though.
0: We've actually gotten off that lately. We've grown, Jerry, as an artist. We've matured. All right, quick break. Coming up on 6 o'clock, well, at least in 10 minutes or so. And then Boomer and Gio then. Right now, Amy Lawrence, Odyssey Sports Minute. Is there a youth movement in the NFL? It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. Hi, welcome back. Mets uh, out hit the Reds last night in eleven innings, back and forth game. It's seven home runs. Blah 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 blah. They play again tonight. Yankees Phillies tonight at the stadium as well. And Game Six of the NBA Finals,
1: the Milwaukee
0: Bucks can win and become NBA champions. Al
1: Jerry, let's do a buzz no buzz, buzz to no close out the show. That's where I give you a topic, Jerry. And we have uh, a shirt by the way at the WFAN right. team store. Buzz no buzz. A buzz, no buzz shirt. Uh, Please let me uh, complete my uh, sentence, Jerry, before you give me your buzz, no buzz. No buzz. (laughs) So don't jump ahead with a buzz or no buzz. Please wait till I've completed my buzz or no buzz thought. Uh, Jerry, uh, Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue will have three different covers. Naomi Osaka will be on one cover. Megan The Stallion, rapper, will be on the other cover. And Lena Bloom. The issue's first transgender cover star. Jerry, buzz, no buzz. Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue.
0: Well, considering this is the first I'm hearing of yeah. it, I will have to say no buzz. Yeah, this has no buzz. None. No one cares anymore. Remember, well, we also don't wait for Sports Illustrated to come in the mail anymore yeah. like we used to as kids. Remember this? We were always very excited for this issue. Right. No, I mean, there's less than no
1: buzz. There's there nothing. No buzz. Terrible. They used to. Is there less than Zero. They used to make or break models, Jerry. Carol Alt, Paulina Portskova, Paulina Portskova. Yeah.
0: I can't think of her. Cindy
1: Crawford. Oh, sure. A couple others I can't <laughs> think of. Cheryl Teague. Sure.
0: Yeah, Farrah Fawcett,
1: <laughs> yeah, Farrah Fawcett Jerry. And she was an Cheryl SI? I'm sure. Cheryl Ladd. Okay. Jacqueline Smith. Was it 1977? <laughs> That's the issues the Boomer and I remember. Man, that was
0: right in our wheelhouse. <laughs> right in
1: our wheelhouse. But wheelhouse. there's no buzz anymore, Jerry. None. I would agree. This is a no buzz. Uh... It's a no. We're in a no buzz zone right now. It is what it is. And you have any interest, Jerry, in staying at uh, Scotty Pippen's house? It's on Airbnb for nine. I'm confused nine...
0: by this. Me too. I thought he had the house with the full basketball court in it that I saw. Yes. In Illinois? Yes. You're telling me it's two bedrooms, one bath. Are we just getting
1: rid of a room? I don't understand either. Did you read it? I did read it. It was not clear. Because it said, yes, and they showed pictures of of that basketball court and things, and it says uh, it's a two-bedroom, one-bath house. That can't be possible. It's a mansion. Not the house that we've seen in footage. So you're saying that you think he's just Airbnb in
0: a room. I, I guess it doesn't make any sense. That can't be the whole house, unless he had a separate place oh, in like Illinois. Oh, like a
1: guest house? Or, or maybe there's a guest house Could in be. the house. Maybe
0: there's a guest house outside. I would never stay. The big stay mansion. In. I would never stay in an Airbnb. Why?
1: I just don't trust. I don't know.
0: I did it one. We did it in Nashville. It was awesome. How do you was, know that, that the people are, are
1: going to have a clean, nice house?
0: Uh, well, reviews, that's, you know, oh. I've learned a lot from reviews from you. Oh, you check out reviews. And my buddy who actually rented the house, he read about 25 reviews. Oh, all right. And oh, was maybe very I'm satisfied. Yeah. I've actually done everything I've done now. I do. I read the reviews,
1: which is good and bad. I might Airbnb in my bedroom in my in my one thousand square foot condo. You would get a fortune for that. <laughs> you would. Why don't you move in with your I girlfriend live? for the summer? Dan Where from
0: Carteret I- would be first in line.
1: Where do I live? We okay. are New York Sports, the fan, WFAN and WFAN FM, New York, an Odyssey station.